0: You're listening to The Professional Blur, a podcast hosted by me, Jason Klom. Hi, everybody. Jason Klom, your host on The Professional Blur podcast. With me this week is Stephen Weis. Thank you so much for doing the show. I'm glad to be here. This sounds like fun. Uh, I hope it will be. We'll see. But tell us, okay, we'll do the, the basic intro. Tell us who you are, um, what kind of stuff we might have seen you in in general, what you do in general for living and acting-wise. Maybe it's the same thing. It isn't always...
1: Okay, so I'll try to do the Reader's Digest version. I came to LA 12 years ago uh, as an actor and a voice actor. I uh, got my first voice acting break as a character in the Helsing Ultimate OVA, okay. where I was a SWAT team leader sent to kill Alan Card. Uh, and uh, the main character, so obviously I did not make it, spoiler alert,
0: uh,
1: <laughs> died horribly, because everyone does in, in Helsing Ultimate. <laughs> so, not a surprise. So, we got into anime voice acting and video games. Um, I did, you know, when I started doing, one of the first things you do as an actor is you start doing extra work. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I started doing extra work. And then I, you know, I was on um, The Real Dating Story reality show. Oh, wow. Uh, And then uh, I had, you know, I had a couple small parts in some films. I I do sword fighting. So, Mm -hmm. I was in my friend's film uh, called Legend of the Red Reaper. I'm a bad guy. I get beat up three times in Legend of the Red Reaper. I do sword fighting. And uh, it's great because there was one take where I had so much blood in my mouth that it just was boiling out. The, the, the props person, the effects person, put way too much in there. But that's the take they kept, so it's great. <laughs> you can just see it just <laughs> boiling out of my mouth. It's so oh amazing. God. Uh, it's so, so, so I do sword fighting. Uh, I got tired of waiting for someone to cast me uh, as a lead role in a movie, so I made my own, uh, which could be an interview of its own. I sold my Mustang to finance the film called Altered Spirits. Damn. What's cool is there's an app on the Roku called Watch Free Flicks. Uh-huh. And right now uh-huh. they're featuring my film. So if you have a Roku, all 12 of you who are listening, <laughs> uh, it's it's cycling through the ads. But if it's ours, ours is the main movie they're advertising. It's a sci-fi action called Alter Spirits starring other voice actors, including Richard Epcar, Christina V. Uh, Kyle Ebert has a cameo, uh, things like that. So then I got into, you know, since I made a movie, I got into writing, producing. So I do some of that. I, I direct voice-over. I produce and direct the, the voices for the Sega video game, Citizens of Space. Cool. Uh, and, you know, just so over the years, little things, parts in movies, parts in video games, parts in animation. Uh, recently I, did a, I was a, a voice in a kid's show called Chi-Chi Love. Uh, you know, so just uh, all kinds of weird, interesting stuff that you get into. But I guess, so, so now I, I'm sort of producer, director, actor, uh, and, and I've I, I backed off from film appearances, because I uh mostly been focusing on the voice lately
0: right i mean you know it's that is i mean that's the thing to get into i mean come on come on well everyone not?
1: and their mom wants to be in it and now that you <laughs> can do it from home everyone and their mom is doing
0: it yeah right <laughs> um uh, <laughs> what's your what was your first time on a set ever and it doesn't have to be a big old feature it doesn't have to be anything like that but ever on a set
1: uh, i you know i've done theater I'm a computer science major, but I've done theater all through school. And I was like, wow, this is really fun. And so my friend was making a film for the 48-hour project. Oh, yeah, sure. And uh, 20 years ago, I don't know, something like that. And she was like, hey, I'm doing this thing where you submit it to HBO. And if you win, they'll give you money to make the film. And so we did this feature um, called Day 24. Day 24. Mm -hmm. not a feature I'm sorry it was not a feature it was supposed to be a feature if we got funding Uh, we did this three four minute video called day 24 and the funny thing about you mentioned that you know being uh on set I was I was hooked like I because look and this is no slight against theater people but every theater production I done was endless rehearsals and so much gossip backstage people end up hate everybody (laughs) half of the cast hate each other right with Mm -hmm. film you just look you, you memorize your lines you show up the day of you shoot you go back to your waiting area and you're done. And you know, if you, if you mess up a take, you just do it again. Right. I mean, I was like, (laughs) this is the best. And so I'm like, I'm never going to do theater again. I'm only going to do film. And so I went and made my own short film and Oh, it's, it's really, it's not great, but I made it in Raleigh when I lived there. And it's a, it's about driving and I broke like tons of traffic laws and it was guerrilla filming. And uh, so both of these are on my YouTube channel, by the way, (laughs) if you go to, uh, Steve Racer, which is my nickname, YouTube mm. channel. Uh, you can see driving the short version, and you can see day twenty-four there. But they're way at the b- beginning of the videos because they're like fifteen years old.
0: Now. Right, right, right. <clears throat> That's remarkable. Well, I like, I love hearing, and it's not, it's not entirely unusual. But I like hearing when people get hooked. Uh, you know, they're not just out here for certain other reasons. It's like, no, I, I genuinely like because I still get chills even if I'm an extra again for fun on something. I still get yep. chills when I'm on a set. It's my favorite thing to do. I love it yep. so much. That's a pretty good one. That's an intense first time on a set. Um, what about your first extra gig? Was it out here or was it elsewhere?
1: I think it counts as out here because I had a couple lines in a film in North Carolina. Oh, I okay. Like a, I was a detective and they gave me a couple lines, so I figured that wasn't extra work. But the the first one is the best one. So, I mean, it, it's it's a good three to five minute story. Uh, if I, if Please. If you have... Okay, so or do I have time? Come week, on now. Because <laughs> I, I, I've got three ones I got 31s i do not talk about. So my oh, first week in L.A., I just moved here. I have this roommate. He's super into Star Trek. I'm super into Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And he's on this email list of Walter Koenig, which you certainly know of as course. Chekhov. Of course. Uh, and uh, so Chekhov is producing his own film called Inalienable. Now, this is fun in its own right, because Inalienable stars Walter Koenig and his son. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also stars Richard Hatch, Right? So wow. both of them are just, uh, you know, his son and Richard Hatch are both died, you know, by now they're both deceased. Yeah. The
0: yeah. uh, Marina
1: Sirtis is in it. Eric right. Avari from Heroes and many other sci-fi uh, mm-hmm. films is in it. And so he puts together this cast and the premise of Inalienable is this. The alien comes from outer space, lands and impregnates a scientist, Richard Hatch, with a half-alien, half-human baby. I'm not making this up!
0: Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> Holy crap. Right? Okay,
1: And so then this It leaves and, you know, single parent, Richard Hatch, raises this alien, half-alien, half-human boy. And then the government finds out. Oh, no. The government. Oh, 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 no. The government's like, oh, we're going to take this specimen for testing. And so they go to court. They sue for the rights of the alien and hence the name inalienable. (laughs) Holy shit. So.
0: Okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This was on
1: Netflix for a while. It is no longer there. Uh, So I go uh, to this new place I just moved into, and my roommate, like on the second day, is like, hey, there's a Star Trek mailing list I was on, and Walter Koenig's looking for extras for his movie, you know, it's just food, they're not paying you, but it's really cool, and I'm like, well, yeah, of course, I know this, (laughs) so I go there, and it's a courtroom, and I'm amazed, because it's totally inside a building, but they have so much light coming in from the outside windows, that it looks like daytime.
0: Right. You know, Is it one of the pow- ones downtown where they've got, like, just these giant-ass court- fake courtrooms that they move around and stuff? Is it one this of those? This was in
1: Sylmar, and oh,
0: okay. people kept making jokes about me being in
1: porn, which I didn't know that, <laughs> apparently, they shot porn in Silmar. but there you mm-hmm, go. Mm-hmm. So Anyway, so I'm driving up to Silmar a few days, and so there's the courtroom, and they're like, just pick a seat. But there was one seat that was marked off that you weren't allowed to sit in. Well, right. I ended up sitting next to it, and I didn't really think anything of it. So, the first day, we're all sitting there. There's an empty seat. And guess who comes in to sit in the empty seat? (laughs) Walter Keating, right? Come on. I get to sit next to Walter. And so, for this is three days of me sitting next to Walter. And anyone who's been on a film set knows there's, you know, 90% downtime and 10% shooting. So, I'm just, I start talking to him. I'm like, what the hell, you know? So, we kind of become buddies. Now, I don't know if he remembers me, because this is 12 years ago now. Sure. But... We're, we talk all kinds of things, and I learned very quickly he does not want to talk about Star Trek. He wants to talk about everything else. But I love Babylon 5, so we talk about Babylon 5. Mm. <laughs> right? And so I'm talking about, we're talking about Babylon 5 for a bunch, and he, you know, maybe uh, Twilight Zone and some other things that he did. You know, We talk sure, about all kinds yeah. of stuff. So there's, there's a scene where Eric Avari and Marina Sirtis are both lawyers, and Eric Avari is talking, and Marina is off camera. And so she's just feeding Eric her lines,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: she gets tired of saying all these legal terms, right? <laughs> There's all these law things she's saying. I don't understand it. So at one point, Eric has a line, and then she replies by saying, well, that doesn't follow the evidentiary thingy. <laughs> now, what's great is Eric does not break character. He just keeps going and says this line. And I, I can tell people are trying not to laugh because she says thingy, just apropos sure. of nothing. And we can tell she's just tired of saying, the, You because know, this is our like eighth take. I mean, that's normal with film. You do a lot of takes, right? Yeah. So take after take, and she just says evidentiary thingy, and it goes well. <laughs> Eric does his lines. I say, cut. And there's a few chuckles and stuff, and I just turn it, and I look to Walter, and I said, evidentiary thingy. And he said, well... I wrote this script. If you don't like it, you can get out. And I said, well, I think you could write something better than Evidentiary Thingy. And we start to have a pretend argument on the set in front of everyone. This is the first movie I've ever done. And I'm Holy arguing God. with the guy who's producing and writing the movie. And every, the whole set stops, like just freezes, right? Like out of a movie, they are all stop and look at us and they're all holding their breath like this guy is done, right? They're just, they, everybody's like, they're expecting security to come and, and throw me out, right? It's more arguable. It's a stupid line. I don't think it should do it. And finally, I, I break. I can't do it anymore. I can't keep <laughs> it up. And I start laughing. And then Walter starts laughing. And then everyone else instead is like, oh, oh
0: thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's remarkable. Come on. I mean, that's like, as a, if you're a sci-fi nerd, there's almost no better moment than that, <laughs> right? Except for maybe being Hi, I'm a Segway machine in an actual Star Trek film.
1: So what happens is, you know, so I did an alien several days up there, Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it was I was like, wow, this is what a real set looks like. This is there's actually PAs here, and you know, people who do lots of different things, and there's a gaffer and you know, all that. Uh, And uh, I, I was still kind of early, and I'm still doing extra work, and so I ended up. uh, See, I, I'm freely will admit that I am a larper, Mm -hmm. and so. A friend of mine that I knew from LA who was big in the LARPing community, because there's a community of us. We're like furries, except we don't wear fur. Actually, (laughs) some of us do. I lied. Anyway, so uh, she's like, hey, I'm involved. I'm in a tech advisor on this movie called Role Models uh, about a kid who LARPs, and they want real LARPers for this movie. And so we want you to come out. And we drove to this parking lot at a park somewhere. And this was like, you know, uh, not. It was Universal. Yeah, Universal was doing this. It seemed like yep. kind of lame because there's just like a, a, a folding table in a parking lot in a park somewhere, mm-hmm. and we sign up, and we, we get some pictures of us in our costume. We talk about our characters, and we leave, and I'm like, okay, that was odd. So about, they, they brought in about 25 of us, and so we're shooting up at the Disney Ranch uh, I mean, near Santa Clarita, right? Uh, so it's a big, because this, all the this stuff with the LARPers at the end was the big battle, and so we're in this kind of wooded area. And so we have there, we have all these guys. We have Sean William Scott and Paul Rudd, right? Mm-hmm. We have Carrie Kenny from Reno 911, who I love. Elizabeth Banks, who I'm probably still in love with. <laughs> um, and then Ken Jeong. I had no idea who Ken Jeong was. Sure. Right, at that point. And then there was the other guy in the film, too, who had a beard. and He has some roles in some movies, too. I thought Ken Jeong and this other guy were just, like, regular dudes. And <laughs> so I would go up to them and talk to them all the time. <laughs> but, and no one said anything Because I knew the other people were famous And I know the rules Is you're not supposed to talk to them, right? But I was just buddy-buddy with, like, Ken And this other guy We're just jawing all the time Because I didn't know they were, like, well-known and, and Ken John was, like, on the cusp, I think, at the time You mm-hmm. know, when they did this So um, so we're there on set And then at one point, you know, we're doing LARPing And we're fighting And I actually got to sort of influence the movie um, sure. Because uh, there's a part where uh Ken Jong is the is the bad guy, right? So there let me set this up if you haven't seen the movie. I'm just assuming people have. But sure. you're you're at this LARP live action role playing, it's like D D except with costumes in person. And Ken Jong is the evil king who's kind of been the, the king of the LARP for many years. And if you win this contest you get to be king again. So he's like the way he does it is by cheating, right? Well at some point he he punches the main the good guy. Mm-hmm. Right? Christopher Mintz Place, right? And I said, you can't do that in LARP. That's against the rules. You're not allowed to do that. Blah 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 blah. And so, oh really? And they go and talk to the director. Blah, 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 blah. Oh okay okay. All right. So we're gonna play it up. He's gonna punch him because everybody knows it's wrong, and you're, everybody's gonna have this reaction like, oh, oh you can't do, it, you know, kind of thing. Yeah yeah. <laughs> right. So that I I feel like that I helped them uh, clarify that you know that that was really bad. You don't you're not allowed to do that. Any physical contact in LARP besides the weapons. <clears throat> sure. So that was cool. And then at some point. Like, I got to casually talk to um, Paul Rudd and Sean William Scott about how LARP works, mm-hmm. right? So, like, oh, you look like you know the stuff. So, I'm talking to them about, you know, hey, well, you know, this, there's so many points. There's, there's limb-based systems where you hit people in the limb and then their limb is disabled, or there's hit point-based systems where they only have so many hit points. Okay. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's pretty neat, you know? So, mm-hmm. so I can to talk with them for like a a couple minutes, that was pretty fun, but I also talked myself into the film, okay? Mm -hmm. So, now you know why I wanted to do this one first. Yeah, Um, of course.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there
1: I am, there's this fight scene, and I don't remember, there's a, the the fight choreographer is this like five foot tall Asian guy, who Mm -hmm. is just like full of energy, and there's this fight scene that these guys are doing, and I don't know if they're LARPers or stuntmen or what, but they keep screwing it up. (laughs) right and and he just loses his temper and he throws something i don't remember what it was and he's like who can do this right and i'm, I'm standing right behind him <laughs> right so my hand flies up i'm like me right and you know because i have i have fu- weapons training right so sure, yeah. um, so he brings me in and uh it, like shows me the simple choreograph of the scene it's like a you know like a 10 second fight scene mm-hmm. and i actually get killed uh, you know, I get disarmed and the guy comes, somebody comes up behind me and slashes my throat with a LARP knife, which you don't really do in LARP. Sure, which,
0: but come on. Whatever.
1: Yeah. So it looks really cool. So it gets me doing this thing. I get, I get full screen time for like two, three seconds. Mm-hmm. There's full screen, which let me tell you, my mom loved it.
0: Of course. I mean, that's why you do this shit, right? My mom
1: is sending me pictures of me full screen. Look, it's my son. You know? Yes. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was see you for three seconds. But anyway, so so I talked myself into that, Mm -hmm. and so now you you know, and you can see me in a lot of scenes, and I got it. I got I talked IMDb into giving me credit for it, so it says uh uncredited pirate. You know, because I look kind of piratey. Yeah. And. uh, and so another cool thing is I you know, I, I knew you weren't supposed to talk to the people, but I'm a huge fan of Reno Nine One One and sure. Carrie Kenny was there. And so I just kinda happened to she was walking somewhere and I, I kinda happened to just walk right next to her to the same going to the same direction and I just whispered and I said, I just want you to know that I love Weigel. Like Weigel's her character, yeah. Reno nine one one. And she just says, I do too.
0: <laughs> i love it i want to pull up your scene because i think i pulled up the right one i think it's i pulled up the right one the yes it's a big fight at the end but there's
1: two cuts there's a director's cut and a regular
0: so... yeah that's me <laughs> yes so good i mean come on come on dude that's br- when i pulled it up i'm like yes Uh, but but I mean, I like, I pride myself on spotting the small Hmm. ones, but that's a pretty big one. Pretty easy to, to notice. That's so good. Yep. I think in the
1: director's cut, you see me even longer.
0: Oh, really? Uh, Okay. I I might have that. I'm going to have to pull that one up too then. Okay. Yeah. I remember there's a,
1: I'm kind of full screen looking around, you know, and Mm -hmm. yeah, that's when you get killed. So, uh, (laughs) fun times. So, uh, so this thing happened. So, you know, we were there like several days and, uh, excuse me, and, we start to hear this rumor mm-hmm. while we're on set there, new Star Trek,
0: Oof. it's
1: going to happen, J.J. Abrams reboot, everybody's talking, we want that, we want to be in that, we got to be in that. So these, So I find out there's this extras community, because I came as a LARPer,
0: mm-hmm. but I found
1: out this extras, there's like a hundred extras for this thing, at least, yeah, sure. you know, um, and uh, we're there and I made some good friends on that shoot too, by the way, some I good luck. Anyway, uh, so we're all talking and we're like, we got to be in this. We got to do this. We got to look for this. And so everybody's, do you know, does your agent know? Does your, you know, I didn't know extras had agents and agencies, but. Right, right. Yeah. And um, so eventually someone's like, this is it. Here it is. It's a casting call. And it says, "Uh, are you an alien? Do you look weird? Can you do like you're in space? You know, just all this and no mention of Star Trek at all. (laughs) Right. But we're like, this is it. This is it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, we all, we eventually find the listing and, and you see so you submit online and then you go and it was like two days in Burbank where you stood out and, and, and it was like a three hour line Oof. and it was in the like afternoon. So you're just baking in the sun. Hmm. Uh, I think it was like May or
0: June oh. and they were
1: standing there. So I'm waiting for three hours. And I put on my, like, blue dress shirt that has, like, a band collar that looks kind of vaguely Star Trek-y uniform. Cool. Love it. And uh, so I'm standing there in line, and we're talking to people, and just, I'm like, I don't care. I'll wait three hours, whatever. I mean, most of us were like, we don't care. We will wait. So we go in, and they take our picture and uh, interview us a little bit, and we fill out some forms, and then we leave, and, you know, that's it. I'm like, my God. But there were so many people waiting in that line. Yeah. You know, I was like, eh, it's not going to happen. And sure. I had to have to, at that point, uh, like many actors, I'm like, hey, I'm not getting much money from acting. <laughs> I'm going to have to take a real job. So I went back to computers. I was teaching at a computer learning center uh, for a while. And so uh, I, got a, I got a call the next week, and they were like, hey, we want you to come in for a fitting. And so I tell my boss, I'm like, look, dude, this is Star Trek. You, I have you got to let me. You got to mm-hmm. let me do this, you know. And he's like kind of a nerd too. I remember he had a you know you know what's that that really boxy type of car.
0: Um, oh, uh, I mean, they're Kias. They're definitely yes, the Kia. some boxy Kias. Yeah. mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and he, it was his was purple, and it's his license plate was like uh, grape flavor or something, and like his his. The exhaust pipe said insert straw here, you know, so oh, it's supposed my to God. be, oh yeah, slices yeah, plate ju- said juice box. That's what it was, juice box. Holy shit. So he was a cool guy, and so he's like, yeah, you can go, yeah, okay, you know, we'll let you go this time.
0: Mm-hmm. So I go,
1: and I go to the Paramount lot in Hollywood, okay. and they bring me in, and they're they're, they're fitting me for a Starfleet uniform.
0: Real quick, you're a very nice guy, but go fuck yourself. Anyway, continue.
1: <laughs> Why is everyone so mad about this? You won't be when I'm finished. You won't be when I'm finished, okay? Maybe you still will be. I don't know. I know. I have a buddy who has a voice acting career who, like, he makes money full time. Like, he doesn't mm-hmm. have another job, which I still Oof. don't really have that. Sure, And, and he was jealous of me.
0: <laughs> Come on, dude. It's Star Trek. Oh, my God. And I was like,
1: really? Really? Uh, anyway, so, so I'm there. They're fitting me for a red shirt
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm like all right okay all right and I, I, I don't know how I figured out there's a couple wardrobe ladies you know they're taking mm-hmm. measurements and, and I say to one of them I said you know I have blue eyes and I think I look really good in blue <laughs> and so the lady just is like to so the other hey we got any blue ones left yeah there's one left <laughs> okay so I talk myself, see, cause oh, I, as shit. I mentioned, I'm a computer guy. So I figured I should be a blue shirt anyway.
0: Yeah, true. Fair enough. Right. And
1: now that I'm like a producer and director, maybe I should be a gold shirt, but definitely not a red shirt. So I talked myself out of a red shirt, which may have got me cut out of a scene in the movie. So remember that later. Okay. Remember that I talked myself out of a red shirt because that's important. So they, I get a blue shirt. So they make this, they, they tailored this uniform, this whole uniform for me, right? Two weeks later, they call me into set, and I'm like, well, I'm telling my boss, like, well, we're invested now, right? You let me go for the one. You have to let me go for this, <laughs> right? <laughs> so he's like, well, yeah, you're right. You know, so I get to so right. I go into to where they're shooting. So, and now I can tell you, I mean, everybody knows, well, not everybody, but, you know, people that are big into it know that all the engineering shots for the 2009 reboot were shot in the Budweiser brewery off the 405.
0: That's funny. I had no idea. Remarkable. <laughs> okay. That's fucking yep. great. So, like, that, that tile floor, all the mm-hmm.
1: metal pipes and everything hanging sure. down this brewery. There's actually smoke, like, I don't know what it is. It's real from the brewery, like, little smoke that comes out of some so of the pipes and stuff, funny. you know. Which is just, and, and it was like 52 degrees in there. Um, but, you know, we're like, whatever. Yeah. So we get, we get there, and I get, my costume's there, and we get into costume, and it's, like, really tight. You know, when I sit down, my pants kind of fall down a little bit, you know. <laughs> like, I get a little plumber's crack,
0: uh-huh. because <laughs> it's just
1: so tight. <laughs> but, you know, I don't care. I'm in this extra room with tons of extras. And this is what they did. <clears throat> they took all of your stuff and put it into a locker. Right? You can't have your phone. You can't have anything. And you're in this, well, I called it the extras containment area. If you left this area at all, you had to wear a raincoat with a hood so nobody would see your new costume.
0: Wow. Holy shit. Makes they, sense. They didn't
1: want, yeah. They didn't want fans showing at the brewery. And they also didn't want any pictures leaking. Right. It was so cool though because I noticed the fabric had the little deltas, really mm-hmm. tiny little deltas on it. I'm like, oh, that's really neat. So so I'm sitting there and I'm waiting. We're waiting. And there's cadets there too. So it's crew members and cadets are in this room. That's what we we mostly are. And uh, by the way, I did have a friend who was a Klingon. And they did this whole Klingon scene, totally cut from the movie. Like all the Klingon stuff was just cut out. That he
0: Wait, did. okay. How <laughs> how do they look in it? Were they classic he Klingons? It was a different day. It was a different
1: day than me. So yeah, you'd have to ask him. You can have him on the show later. I'll tell you. Come on, let's do
0: it. (laughs)
1: Remarkable. So there so anyway, and I love how I'm wearing my Star Wars shirt today, right? Like uh, (laughs) whatever. Sorry about Star Trek on Star Wars. So I'm there and uh, finally they give us the call to come in. But what they do first with all of us is we sit in a barber chair. Right now, I've never had this before with extra. Right, I've been, mm-hmm. I've done, you know, ten extra things. Not a lot, but yeah. no one has yeah. cut my hair. So this is the thing for all my life, and I still have them now. Mm-hmm. If you can see it a little bit, I have the pointed sideburns. Yeah, yeah. Right, I've had them for years. That's just how I do it. So I sit in the chair. They trim me up. Guess what they did? They took away my sideburns. They trimmed them straight.
0: What? What? <laughs> No, oh, right. no, no! I'm like,
1: uh, why did you do that? Mm. <laughs> That's I funny. still don't know. I have no idea why they did that. So they turn my sideburns. And uh, so, then I go into set. So we, we didn't have the medallion, right? We don't have the the metal piece in, in the costume area. So I'm going onto set, and it was it was sort of funny and disappointing at the same time. So these are obviously made; these are machine, and there's just an applique sticker on the back of them.
0: Okay. So okay. there's
1: some guy. His job is to just take the sticking you know the paper off and stick them on everybody as they come on set right Mm -hmm. and what was so fun was the contrast between this guy who could just not give a shit (laughs) about what he was doing you know he looked so (laughs) bored like i gotta peel these stupid things you know and then i'm like my heart is pounding i'm like i'm going on the enterprise i'm going on the enterprise you know
0: come on
1: pounding hearts pounding so i get in there it's cold and there is uh, Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. Uh, Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, and Carl Urban, mm-hmm. of course, are there. Spock's ears looked so real, I, I kept trying not to stare at them because <laughs> they were just so realistic. I'm like, that looks like there's real ears, I can't believe it. Amazing. And, uh, but I don't want to get in trouble, you know, so I'm surreptitiously sure, sure. glancing at Spock's ears. And it's interesting because you could see the set, and they took all of these uh, set pieces, these columns and, and surfaces, And they have mounted Macintosh monitors into them, but they didn't bother to do the backs. You know, the parts that's not on camera. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's just wires and stuff just hanging out everywhere. And you can see it's the Mac parts, you know, and they just put it together for the one. Yeah. The one side, you can see it. So I'm getting there and I never see Abrams because he's like, he's back behind the camera and it's all dark. Yeah. Yeah. So Abrams was in this dark area, <laughs> <laughs> and you just hear his voice. All right, let's do it again, or whatever, you know, yeah. like come out from nowhere. And so I'm there. I'm super excited. There's the three main cast members, you know, and um, basically what we are is we – the the scene is – and I, don't look it up. I'll tell you why. But the scene <laughs> is where, where Kirk, his hand gets swollen because – Bones is trying to figure out how to trick him on to be on the ship because he's been kicked off, right? So, oh, medical emergency. So he's walking around, and and Spock's looking for them, right? Well, sort of. Spock's not looking for them, but they're trying to avoid Spock Mm -hmm. because he's going to kick them off again, you know, even though they got on with this excuse, right? Right, right. So they're walking around the hallways, and so we're, we're the crewmen in the hallways, right? We're wandering around the hallways. And so I have tons of shots where I'm walking by. They tell us, walk this way. Walk with this person. Walk this way. You know, that's just what we did. Is we walked. You know, sometimes I was so close to the camera, I was definitely a wipe.
0: Uh-huh. You, know, uh-huh. you
1: weren't, you weren't going to see me, uh, you know, in that blur that, that went so close to the camera. But we're doing this. We're doing this. And then there's one point where Spock is walking along, and he's got a clipboard that somebody hands him. Another crewman hands him. And they're like, okay, we need somebody to go with Spock. We need somebody to go with Spock. Look at everybody. Okay, uh, we don't want blue because he's wearing blue. Shit. Fuck.
0: <laughs> You're just trying to avoid getting murdered. And...
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, so they shit. pick a red shirt guy to walk with Spock and hand him a clipboard. Right? Bastards. So, right? <laughs> there you go. I talked myself about it. I don't, you know, what I don't remember if that scene made it either. Oh. Um, But anyway, so so we're walking around, we're doing this, and then um, we we do this for, like, three hours or something like that, you know. And in this case, though, this was much different than, like, role models. Like, we were not talking with any principals, (laughs) you
0: know. Sure.
1: Uh, We were, you know, and as soon as they didn't need us, they put us back in our containment area. And, um, you know, so we're going and we're leaving after that day, and we're going to hang up our our costumes. And I realized that if I was a horrible person, which I'm not, Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. could – because everyone had their name – you know, on their, their hanger with their costume. Hmm. I can steal my costume and then hang someone else's costume on my hanger,
0: <laughs>
1: right? Someone else's blue shirt thing, sure. and then right. they would get in trouble for it. It would
0: have been so easy. <laughs> uh, I keep, I'm, I'm waiting for you to, like, hold on and just go out just real quick and just show me and then walk away with it. But you're too good <laughs> of a person. You wouldn't do that.
1: Right. No, I mean, because it, it was really early in my career, too, and I was super afraid to get in trouble for anything. Of so course. I thought I could. There was some kind of blacklist out there, which there may be. I don't
0: know. But, sort, uh, yeah. there, there there, were rumors. There, were, Although, I wish you could have just pulled the the badge right Medallion? off. Take it. Yeah. Out of oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. It would have been worth a lot. To, I mean, that's the reason why. If it was just a memento, I don't think they would have cared. But right. uh, since it's worth money, then they're going to have to protect it. So. Fair enough. So, yeah. So, I go home. And then this weird stuff happens, right? So, I get a call a week later. And they're like, okay, this is what we want. We want you to come in. We want you to wear a gold shirt this time, and it's going to be SAG, so we're going to give you a voucher. Is that okay?
0: Come on, <laughs> right, double definitely. my rate. Thanks so much. Yes,
1: that that's okay. Interesting thing about this project, the, the paychecks and all the stuff. It said corporate headquarters on it, <laughs> uh, right? That was the, the the official name or the unofficial name, whatever you want to look at of the project. Ooh, corporate headquarters so even when we got paid it did not say star trek it says corporate headquarters on it um all the paperwork said the project that is currently titled corporate headquarters you know so that was their fake title for being secret about it right again they they know their fans are insane so they they had to keep you know the details themselves you
0: you know sure as shit if i'd have found out i would have been sneaking onto the set or (laughs) trying there's no doubt in my mind
1: (laughs) so what happens is they they call me for this thing, and I said, "Well, I have to call my boss and see if I can get off work again,
0: mm-hmm. right?"
1: So I'm trying to get all my boss. He's not answering. They call back and I'm like, oh, "We're not going to do it. Never mind." Like an hour later, <clears throat> so they don't do it. So basically, they they made a uniform for me just to be on set one day. Yeah. So I don't. I was like, that seems a lot of, a lot of work to just <laughs> have me there once. But uh, you know, whatever. So the movie comes out around my birthday that year. And I invite my girlfriend at the time that I met on Role Models actually. Love <laughs> so, it. Right? And uh, like 20 people, we go to see the movie on my birthday. I'm like, okay, this is where it is, right? And many people know this experience. Mm-hmm. There was mm-hmm. not me. They did not use any of the footage that I was in. So all my friends afterwards, they were so nice about it. Like, oh, we uh, we didn't we didn't see you. Were you there? You know, oh, I'm like, mm-hmm. nope, nope was there <laughs> just in case when the blu-ray came out you know i watched i scoured the blu-ray of course am i there am i there i could be this wipe that was the only thing i figured is i might have yeah, been yeah. a blur you know but uh, so it's kind of good and bad it's like well i was on the enterprise as, as close as many people will ever get yeah being on the enterprise you know i was there but unfortunately i wasn't um there's not a record of it in the movie and i didn't get a credit or anything for that
0: I mean this with all due respect. My fuck you still stands because you were there. And I mean that in a good way. That's amazing. (laughs) That is fucking amazing. That's remarkable. Like, that's one of those things you dream of as a kid if you ever, like, have a desire to get into TVs or movies if there's something you're fucking obsessed with. Yeah. My my weird ones are Star Trek and news radio. I know it's two very weird things and news radio. But if I
1: could have pointed to it, you know, and said, there's me,
0: right? Of course. Of course. (laughs) That Somewhere there's a wardrobe photo of you in the uniform. though there's a polaroid or a digital photo in 2009 maybe a digital photo at that point gotta ask the wardrobe people i will i will find the wardrobe person and get a polaroid of you that's what that that i'll make that my goal if i fail you can slap me and we'll we'll feel the battle i've never larped you'll kill me
1: if you could do that i would believe
0: you can do anything all right well i'll try i'll do my best i'll do my best um My God, you've answered a lot of my questions already. Ooh, okay, but here's one that I I like to ask. um, Have you ever been bumped up to a line? But it sounds like that first thing was, the the detective thing was lines to begin with, right?
1: Oh, I have a good story for that, though. Hit me. Okay, so I'm doing this other thing. Again, early on, I didn't really know what I was doing. And Mm -hmm. I get told, hey, this Comedy Central show needs people. And I'm like, wow, I like Comedy Central. So I go to this thing, and I didn't know what spec meant. Oh, okay. Right. And so it was a Comedy Central spec. And I thought, oh, it means it's going to be on Comedy Central. (laughs) No, it means Steve's an idiot. So I go, and this is the most low budget thing that I, almost the most low budget thing I've ever been in. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the most low budget one is probably Radio 3 Albemouth, which had, um, uh, not Avril Lavigne, the other, uh, the singer that's angry all the time. (laughs)
0: I'm the uh, last person to ask, but I love you that You ought to know that song. Okay. Oh, Alanis Morissette? Yeah, it had Alanis Morissette in it. So that's
1: another one I can tell you later. But Crazy. <laughs> so I'm on set here, and we're we're at some kind of school fair, and I'm working one of the tables, and they have, they're in this big warehouse, it's 90s, and they're like, well, when we roll, we have to turn off the fans <sighs> for the sound, right? And sure. it turns out there's no crafty, there's no water.
0: Are you kidding me?
1: No water for the extras, right? what so, the fuck okay so they, they, they realized they screwed up but there was set dressing water on these student tables and they're like oh that's your water there so they were like hot or room temperature which was pretty hot bottles of water that was our water we were oh, drinking it from the set dressing god knows where it came from <clears throat> so we're drinking that and then one of the, the assistant director comes up and he says hey we want you to talk in one of the lines we want you to do this thing where the character's going to come to your table and ask you a couple questions you're going to say some things is that cool I'm like yeah sure Right? So we're there, we're there, we're there Hours go by, nothing happens they're not, I, It looks like they're not going to use me For that, like they changed their mind I think I asked and they're like, no, we're not going to do that And so I, I just start leaving because I'm hot And there's no food and Barely any water And I remember I'm leaving set and the AD turns to me And she says We're not done with you yet And I turn and look at her and
0: the director and said But I'm done with you <laughs> Holy shit i mean you know what respect to that because for those who don't know spec is something that is shot like tomorrow if i take a camera tomorrow and i want to send something to comedy central i shoot a spec i shoot a thing and i send it to them and hope they want to buy it so that means it can be anywhere from like a professional level budget to what i've got in my pocket and it sounds to me like they're somewhere in the middle and that is fucking horse shit you do (laughs) not treat your extras that way Right, like, yeah. I've never I've never heard of anybody having the guts to walk off in that manner, and honest to God, well done, because, like, what what else? Are, come on. Well, the I, casting agent called and gave me an earful the next day. <laughs> wow. Well, who gives a fuck? Come yeah. on. That's, come on. That is so fucked up. Wow. Yeah, I, no, I couldn't believe it. Uh, wow. I recommend people go back and listen to an episode with my buddy Adam Grimes where he describes being on a, on a movie set <laughs> where they literally forgot the extras were there and moved the whole production elsewhere and left them all in a in a <laughs> stinky tent and it was like what the fuck they for, they literally forgot them this is the kind of shit that happens folks it's fun to be an extra but also this stuff happens just so that everybody knows yeah <laughs> yeah yep. you know so
1: they um, bumped me up and then i left because i was stuck <laughs> with their shit my god
0: i mean you know whatever i mean i'm assuming that show went nowhere so oh yeah um, i never heard come on uh, hit me with some other stories because I can tell you've got some others in the chamber and I, these are all gold. So I'm on I'm on Radio 3 Albemuth, which is again, Alanis
1: Morissette and mm-hmm. by the way, I always hated her and it was like pretty much terrible judgmental because I didn't like her music and they sounded screamy and whiny that I just assumed she was a screamy whiny person and I hated her. Sure. Right? Which is wrong, but that's what I did. Yeah. So we're on set there and she's just like between takes, like I said, 90% Sitting around, ten percent shooting. She's talking with the other star, and I know I've seen him before, but I don't recognize his name. And she's like the nicest person ever. Mm-hmm. She's talking about her garden at home and her friends, and doing. And she's just like so nice. I'm like, well, if nothing else, I don't hate Alanis Morissette anymore <laughs> from coming to this stop. But they, they brought us there, and it was another one of those like, yeah, we're gonna pay you, blah blah. And they so they give us twenty bucks after the end of the night, which was like fourteen hour day, and they. At, at like after 10 hours of being there they bought us the worst pizza we'd ever had and uh, so we're there and then <clears throat> i remember because there's there's one scene where we're in a restaurant where the people in the restaurant eating you know while lannis and the other main guy are talking in this restaurant and we i don't even think we're in the shot we're like looking and we're like we're not we're not in the shot
0: <laughs> that's such you know? a
1: common <laughs> thing on sets. like are we we don't need to do anything right <laughs> right now, do we? and so so what we do is because we both know a little bit of sign language we keep trying to sign the dirtiest things we can to each other to try to make the other person laugh right you're not supposed to say or do any make any sound, right, right. so we're just signing the dirtiest, rottenest things to each other and trying so hard not to laugh because we know we're not in the shot, you know whatever it doesn't matter. why are we even here? That was the worst pizza we just ate. Uh, you know this is dumb and uh so so we did that, and then just nothing. the movie never heard anything mm-hmm. for like four or five years at least Uh uh-huh and then uh one day i i'm playing around it's on amazon and it's there (laughs) i'm like holy crap they finished this film i can't believe it so i watch it and sure enough we were not in the freaking shot number one (laughs) god damn it number two there is a shot of me it's great i'm wearing my like black trench coat and i'm this shadow walking up in front of the restaurant and i can tell it's me by by how i walk
0: Uh (laughs) uh-huh that's it (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah. That is remarkable. I do, I want to know how you know sign language. I'm always curious about this because I never learned. It was
1: an elective in college. Oh, okay. uh, Yeah. I was like, wow, this should be fun. And then the problem is, is I learned uh, signed English, which nobody uses. Everybody uses ASL. Oh, okay. So there there is some overlap. So uh, I do, I do some of it, you know
0: interesting i'm assuming that at least the alphabet comes in handy oh yeah these finger spellings the same <laughs> <laughs> uh that would be a would be real fucked up to have that be two different ways um oh yeah uh Okay, so we've got one... S- Ooh, I hit my microphone like a professional. Hi, yeah. professional man who acts and, and does voice things. Hello. You need to take my voiceover class. Yeah, right? Is the first lesson, don't hit your fucking mic like an <laughs> oaf? That's day two, but yeah. Oh, oh, that's day two. Okay, good. I don't feel so bad. Um, <laughs> uh, our segment is called Five and Over. I wish I had a graphic. I should have a graphic now that we're doing video component to it. But Five and Over is where you take a five and under roll or an extra roll or something you got cut out of. Does not matter. If you were there, it's a character... Uh, I want to know what that character spinoff is. If you've got a name for them, whatever hit me with it. You can take a minute. Like I said.
1: Okay. So am I, can I do, uh, an animation one?
0: Yes, of course. We okay. didn't even talk well, about animation. So. If I do
1: voiceover, it would be. Yeah. You. Okay. So my first world, the, uh, uh, in, in, uh, in Helsing ultimate, I'm the SWAT team leader sent to kill Alucard. Mm-hmm. Right? The main character, he's a vampire. It's just Dracula spelled backwards. They thought they were being clever. And, uh, so he, in, the, in, the, in the show, he kills himself, right? He's like, he's so scared. He just sees this entire team get wiped out by this monstrous vampire that he shoots himself before Alucard can get to him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's why he's such a memorable character, right? But instead what happens is he survives. He wears his helmet, he shoots himself, but he doesn't really die because it ricochets off of his helmet. There we go. And so then he swears revenge against Alucard. And so he goes off to Europe and studies all the ancient histories of vampires and learns about their true weaknesses and he becomes an amazing (laughs) vampire killer. Combined with his SWAT team training, he becomes a serious force. Suddenly, vampires all over Europe are disappearing, being killed by his invention, the sniper stake rifle, which shoots stakes at an incredible velocity from rooftops all over the city. No one knows where it's coming from. And so the vampire sniper is born. And then finally one day, in the last episode of the season, he comes for Alucard again. Will he prevail?
0: Well, probably not because the show's about Alucard. But still, it'd be a great art. <laughs> That's brilliant. That is the most involved anybody's gotten so far, and I love it very much. All right. That's so good. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Um, so, and we've talked about this, and I, I, I apologize that it's going to be a while before this comes out, but give us some general promo where we can find you The kind of, because I know you, you, you talk more about your classes. If this does come out before you know your classes mm-hmm. are over, maybe people can check those out.
1: Oh, cool, yeah. So I'm actually starting a thing here. It's going to start in May, but it's going to be going to keep going. Mm. Uh oh, good. so I'm working with Creative Talent Network, CTN, mm-hmm. and they work with animation. And so we're going to be putting on voiceover classes. And it's actually going to be a series of three different classes that have six meetings each. So because right. basically a lot of voiceover workshops are one-day or two-day workshops on the weekend but yeah. this is going to be a complete package. You're going to learn everything, like how not to punch the mic on accident. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did it on purpose.
1: You go, oh, I want you to do it on purpose. But, um, right, so you're going to learn background auditions, uh, where to build characters, how to build characters, how to, how to do all these different things with your voice that you didn't even know you could do. Love it, and I'm going to go in depth and take a plenty of time on it instead of this rushed workshop you have over one weekend and it's over, right? and you're like, "What did I learn?" Right? Yeah, this yeah. is more like a college class. I've been teaching college for 20 years, so this mm-hmm. is what I do. So I came up with this curriculum, and I'm doing it. So it'll be at CTN, uh, and uh, if you want to get tickets for it, it's at, it's at CTNTickets.com. Okay. And it'll be rotating, so whatever class is going on at the time, you can see which one it is and, and sign up for that there.
0: Amazing. Yep. I've never had it like that distinctive an airplane during a podcast. How low was that thing flying? Oh that's right. From, well, that's fucking remarkable. I can't hear it over my air
1: conditioner, so it's
0: okay. Fortunately, yeah, you're lucky there. Let me make airplane. I've never had to write that in a note about an episode. That's really funny. I don't live close enough to the airport or anything. That's really fucking funny. Um oh, so I've got a few bonus questions that um I've never that I don't ask enough. Like I'm I'm starting to realize why the hell have I not asked this before? Um okay, first of all one more thing first? Yeah, no. Oh please oh sorry yeah 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 sorry about that Uh, i'm in a kids movie it was gonna be in the
1: theaters it was gonna be my first time i was a voice in the theaters Mm -hmm. but because of the thing that happened which we shall not mention uh it went to video but it's a it's a it's a scandinavian 3d kids animation called ella bella bingo love it and it's about three kids and i play johnny's dad so i play the dad of one of the three kids so uh it's gonna be on amazon it's fun you know if you have kids it's gonna be fun but it's really well made, it's from Scandinavia. So they, they had a successful TV series, they decided to make it into a feature. And so I got to, and that was the coolest, I get to work with the Disney director and uh, we actually took like a long, it was so much different than doing anime because anime is so rushed. This was like, taking yeah. your time, develop a character in the booth, it was really amazing experience to have. So, uh, so if you have time to that's see awesome. Ella Bingo, you probably do have time, so find it on Amazon.
0: Right, come on, uh, <laughs> that's amazing. Have you ever done a stunt? Besides, or counting if there's a stunt that you did for uh, role models that uh, didn't end up in the movie or something
1: uh, You know, what What you see me in doing in role models is what I'm doing But I did the fight choreography for my own film Oh, awesome If you watch Altered Spirits on Amazon or on free, watch free flicks now mm-hmm. uh, You can see me, all the fights were choreographed by me With the exceptions of uh, myself and Spike Spencer Who's Shinji from Evangelion, if you're into oh, that wow um he's the bad guy so our sword fight we we put together together awesome. and then uh peter jang uh any of his stuff he he, he did himself because he's a he's a big fight guy but all okay. the other fight stuff i choreographed with the actors and things like that and i i did i did a bunch of stuff you know the craziest thing that happened wasn't really a stunt it was um we're shooting and i'm i'm behind the dune getting ready for the next stop i'm producing the film i wrote it and i started it so i'm doing all this stuff you know yeah And so I'm behind a dune. They're shooting on the other side in the desert. And suddenly I'm aware that an army of red ants have marched up my pants. And so I did the reasonable thing that anyone would do. I took off my pants. So I'm in the (laughs) desert. I have my jeans. And I'm just going, ah, smashing them against the dune. Right? And the director's going, quiet over there. Shut (laughs) off!" (laughs)
0: Shit. oh my so God. this is
1: what happens when you do your own stunts uh you know or just are in the desert you get ants up your pants
0: that is disturbing no no that's horrible <laughs> um i've had i have a few of these stories and it turns out other people are willing to tell me theirs you do not have to but have you ever fucked up a take on somebody else's production because i've definitely done it
1: okay can you what do you mean by that i mean
0: i literally yeah Walked into a camera on the set of Joan of Arcadia*. Oh Man. my
1: goodness! Okay, that's good. I, it's amazing. Oh my goodness! Yeah, exactly. you know what? I'll tell you what happened is um, inalienable. There was the very first scenes we did were in the hallway, mm-hmm. and it was my first extra job. And when I did the extra job in North Carolina, they had us talk. They weren't going to use a okay. you know um, stock footage track, right? You know, so I'm talking, so they're shooting in this courthouse hallway, and I'm like, yeah, and then we did this, and, and they, they just stop, and they're like, w- w- what, what are you doing? And <laughs> so this is the great thing about it. Not, I said, I'm talking, so you have the you know, sound. They're like, no, you, you're not supposed to do that. I said, well, the last movie I did, <laughs> like, arguing with the AD
0: <laughs>
1: that I'm supposed to be talking on their movie.
0: Oh, shit, that's beautiful. But that is, no, they're uh... just
1: like, okay, whatever, just don't talk, okay? And so I'm like, all right, I'll just pretend to talk.
0: Oh, whatever. You know, <laughs> that's so good. Oh, that's priceless. Um, and then I like to end on a fun note. What's your favorite craft service? One favorite craft service thing, if they've got it. Um,
1: what, what they had
0: at Role
1: Models, the Universal, it was just the buffet. It was like mm. infinite everything, steak, on. fish, chicken. It was in a huge tent. And, you know, there was just no end to it. I could just have whatever I wanted. And okay, so
0: I did. <laughs> that's amazing. Fuck Red Vines. That's phenomenal. Holy crap. Yeah. yeah. Wow. The,
1: the, the meals were just huge and you could get as much as you wanted. But they didn't yeah, care.
0: Those big productions, man, they're just forking it out and they got to spend the money. So yeah, yeah. might as well. Wow. That's so good. Um, Steven, this has been a delight. Um, I really yeah. appreciate you talking with me. This is fun. Um, yeah, can we do it again next week? Yeah, yeah. Let's just do it every week, and we'll just keep talking about uh, You know what? Actually, do you want to know. How many extra gigs do you think you did total? About 12. About 12. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, when I, I usually hear when people done it, that's, that sounds average to me. I've, I did about 100. I talked to my friend, Kurt, who's, I think, the episode before yours. I'm like, how many do you think you've done? He's like, oh, you know, I added up my vouchers the other day. It was about 600. And I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> how did you how and he's like that's how i lived i'm like okay dude i mean great but yep. holy shit dude i couldn't even get that much work but he he was doing it in the 90s he was doing like friends and seinfeld and oh wow yeah all all the big shit that everybody's seen um well again this has been fun everybody go to StolenDress.com if you want to support us on patreon go to patreon.com slash stolen dress that's about it one thing left to say as i say every week and that is i'm sorry i missed your thing i don't own a tv so you can find the professional blur on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you find podcasts. And follow Jason on Instagram at Jason.